Market View on Money FM 89.3. Once again, we take stock of how markets ended the very memorable 2020 year, which did not lack for periods of uncertainty and hiccups. Overall, the SCI maybe is still set to end 2021 with decent and notable gains. But we did take a note of a lot of hiccups and a lot of changes, actually, for markets in the year that was. Well, today on Money FM 89.3, we are pleased to be joined by Mr. Nirguna Tirichalvam, the head of consumer equity research at Telemer, to help us recap the week, the year that was, and also provide us with some insights as we head into the year ahead and what he might be looking out for in 2022. Nargunan, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to hear you and your loved ones are still safe and in good health during these times. Welcome back to the show, sir. It's been a while and we hope you're having a good lead up to the new to the extended holiday season. Yes, absolutely. We are due for an exciting year in 2022 on the back of the 2021 performance being extremely Conducive to equity investors. Oh, indeed, Nergunan. And before we get into your outlook for 2022, I want to take get your pulse or your thoughts on that memorable 2021. And we talk about everything that moved in the markets. We talk about meme stocks, supply chain shortages, these new COVID-19 variants, and also inflation. What stood out for you the most in term when you take a look at how the markets moved in the last 12 months and we look at these various opportunities, hiccups, and surprises? Right. The biggest event of 2021 was the Dow hitting 36,000. Now, this number was actually forecast by a group of strategists in a book titled Dow 36,000, written in 1999. The Dow was about 12,000 in that year. So basically, it has gone 3x in 22 years. And a forecast which seemed unlikely in 1999 was achieved in 2021 the moral of the story is that for the patient long-term investors the equity market will deliver strong returns and it's a question of your tenacity in terms of staying the course rather than the ups and downs which should guide your investment horizon so basically it's about time rather than timing and that is the main message of 2021. Mm-hmm. Resilience over timing, perhaps, and perhaps uh, durability also very important as we head into 2022. And I do want to get your outlook now for 2022. And I want to start off with this, Nergun. And one of the questions markets may need to find answers to at the start of the new year is the threat of Omicron and whether or not to provide additional support at the risk of stoking already high inflationary pressures that everyone has been taking note of from policymakers to even investment analysts who are trying to come up with earnings estimates next year. What type of challenges will this trade-off pose for investors next year? And is this a trade-off that investors might have to take stock of in the in the year ahead? We need to understand that Omicron's early indications are that it's a very virulent and very contagious uh, strain of the virus. Having said that, The impact of Omicron seems to be relatively mild at this point. And it could be the case that it's a precursor of COVID eventually burning itself out in terms of the virulence of its impact. That seems to be the early uh, indication. The other fact from 2021 that we need to take back is that this is the year where we've seen massive vaccination. We now have enough vaccines to vaccinate more than six times the world's population twice over. So that shows that there are 
reserves of support against this virus that the market needs to understand. You know, um, indeed, it seems that the concerns with regards to COVID-19 and Omicron seem to ebb and flow, but towards the upside, it seems that people are learning to live with the virus more. But I want to focus now on inflation and varied responses by monetary officials across the world. And you're gonna, what we've noticed now is that there's a divergence between the central banks of the world's two largest economies. You have the Federal Reserve projecting a series of rate hikes next year. Meanwhile, the PBOC in Beijing more open to loosening the reins to try and support the world's second largest economy. Basically, my question now, Rudy Gooded, is heading into next year, which central bank is actually going to matter for markets in Asia, based on your opinion? There's no question that the cost of capital is generally dictated by the decisions taken by the Fed. So we need to focus on the prospect of rate hikes coming out of that central bank. All right. Now, looking ahead, uh, Nurgunan, uh, and we want to take a closer look at uh, sectors in Singapore. As you noted, you know, it's been a pretty decent and I'd say respectable uh, year for the STI, which was heralded as the comeback hit at the start of 2021. It seems we might be closing with pretty handsome gains. Looking ahead now, and I want to look at a sec- uh, from a sectoral point of view, which sectors in Singapore may be worth keeping tabs of either for better or worse based on what you're tracking? Next year, maybe the year where there would be a return to value because of a number of factors. It could be the case that there could be a return to the office, there could be return to travel, there could be return to normal economic and social activity. In such a market, you need to focus on companies that provide travel services, that provide tourism. One name that stands out is Comfort Delgro, with the return to work from the office, there could be more travel. Another company that might generate uh, strong returns is obviously SIA with the return to travel, uh, with Singapore opening up details with a number of countries. Uh, you could uh, see strong returns from the tourism and the hotel sector. These are some of the things that investors need to focus on. There's strong value because in many of these companies, they're well below their uh, stock market level, which was the case 24 months ago. And in some cases, uh, there are cash-generated companies paying out income. Mm-hmm. We're still speaking to uh, Nagun and Tirachalvam, the head of consumer equity research at Telemer here on Money FM. 89.3, getting his outlook in the year ahead, which might prove to be an exciting one. But Nurgan, I do want to talk about what some people say might be a bit of a limited short-term downside for the STI. Now, this year, we saw a rebalancing of the MSCI Singapore Index to include C-Limited. And though they didn't have the hottest of starts to life on Wall Street, Grab still figures as one of the biggest Singaporean companies in terms of market cap. If I'm not mistaken, I believe they're just behind DBS and Jardine Matheson, actually, in terms of market cap at the moment. My question for you is, what are the odds that they might also get added to the MSCI benchmark in an effort to try to include more tech shares? And could this provide some limited downside to blue chips because of a potential rebalancing? What are your thoughts, sir, as to whether or not this is something investors have to watch out for? I would say the, uh, the chances of Grab being included in the MSCI are very strong because it's a liquid stock. It's a stock which has a high market cap and it has the potential to provide exposure to investors uh, across the board. In terms of the secondary listing prospect, there again, I think it might be advisable for large tech companies to diversify 
their listing profile uh, to provide a deeper pool of liquidity. It's, um, it's a welcome development that they've listed in the United States, but it could provide uh, further support to their stock price that are secondary listing in this region. All right. Well, fair enough. Uh, I do want to hold on to that also because Grab was also heralded as the biggest SPAC listing in the world this year. This was a memorable, uh, this is a big milestone actually for this uh, Southeast Asian ride hailing company that calls Singapore home. As we know, and we've talked about this before, right, Nergudid, uh, SPAC listings also allowed on, C- on the SJX, the first market in Asia to do so. Um, there are hopes that the pipeline is going to pick up. What are your thoughts as to what this will actually mean for the STI in terms of listings, capital market flow, and perhaps ups? Upside in the year ahead. There's strong upside potential for Grab investors. You need to look at it as a great opportunity to get exposure to the rise of ride hailing, to the rise of food delivery, to digital banking, and most of all, the opportunity for investors to take part in a company that has the potential to become Southeast Asia's super app. All right, fair enough. And Laguna, just to uh, round things up, uh, it is going to be, uh, you know, you, you definitely seem very optimistic about the year ahead. But, uh, you know, it's almost as important for investors to manage their risks as they move forward. You've noted that the Dow Jones has tripled over the last 22 years. But again, it hasn't been the, the smoothest move up or the, there's always been potholes whenever we look at market movements. In the year ahead, what do you think are the biggest risks to manage and prepare for in 2022? And how would you advise investors to make sure that their risks are managed properly? The fundamental measure that investors need to take in managing these risks is to diversify their risk. You cannot put all eggs in one basket. So uh, a wise investor would have exposure to a number of sectors and a number of asset classes and would have an appropriate mix between bonds, equities, commodities, and other asset classes. All right, Nirguna Tirichalvam, Head of Consumer Equity Research at Telemer. Thank you so much for joining us today on Money FM 89.3 to share your outlook and to tell us why you are hopeful for the year ahead for markets in 2022. As always, Nirguna, I wish you and your loved ones continued health and safety during these times. We look forward to next time you can join us in the show. Meanwhile, we wish you a very happy and restful holiday season ahead, sir. Thank you, JP. Best wishes. Take care. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.